ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is your boy, Logan. I hope you're all having a fantastic day. Before we get started, as per usual, please go follow our Instagram, PC Boys Podcast. On there, of course, we post updates on whenever we upload new episodes to Rumble and to the main channel here. And also, please uh, go um, follow our Discord. That link is in the Instagram, as well as follow our Rumble channel if you are into Red Pill Manosphere content. And I think that's it. Oh, yeah, and of course, we have merch. Uh, All the links are available on our Instagram page. I made it pretty easy and simple. Um... I, I, I don't put it in the description of these because, you know, ultimately this is, you know, not really something that you are watching. It's just listening. So if you do want to, um, you know, support us in other ways, please go uh, check those links out. But without further ado, um, let's get into today's podcast. And we have a PC Boys review, my guys. It has been a long time since we've done a review on a Marvel film or on a film in general. Um, I think Halloween Ends was the last one that I did, so it's been quite a few months, and I gotta tell you guys, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is one of the best Phase, uh, 4 movies by far. Um, yeah, no, this Spider-Man No Way Home, I think, easily take the cake for the top two. Shang-Chi was good, but this movie, man, was absolutely phenomenal. So, we're going to, of course, be going into spoilers here. I'm going to kind of give a quick rundown of the movie and what happened, and then give my thoughts on the key aspects of it, um, just to kind of keep it a little bit on the shorter end. So, basically, the movie starts off with um, T'Challa passing away and um, dealing with the um, ramifications of that and his funeral. So, they very much started off with an emotional impact. Um... And then throughout this movie, of course, we go to meet uh, Riri Williams in the U.S. There's a nice action sequence, chase sequence there, where we get introduced to where she's been working and what she's been doing. We also um, get to see, as well, Namor and his community um, under uh, the sea and in his little city. Um, so that, that also was very beautifully shot and done, and his backstory all the way back to, like, ancient Mayans, and when, um, they all got, uh, smallpox, and, um, you know, we're going through the colonization period back then, um, was absolutely, um, you know, incredible how they, how they, uh, actually made you feel for Namor, and what, uh, his upbringing was like, um, we, of course, also get to see the Queen of Wakanda and all the um, emotional tor- emotional t- turmoil she goes through, and also Okoye as well. Um, and we, of course, um, get some great action sequences of the, uh, um, as I'm going to say, uh, the Atlanteans, for a better term, um, essentially... Going to Wakanda, having this quote-unquote terrorist attack, if you will. Um, and then to the final battle where they're in the middle of the ocean. And they are fighting um, against um, the Wakandans and um, Namor's army. So, it's actually really... The movie relatively was streamlined in a way where it was very emotional and action-packed. But... The way that they did it, it was kind of like in an up and down dips, right? So you'd have like your your emotion, then your action, then your emotion, then your action. And one thing I really liked about this movie 
compared to the first Black Panther movie is the fact that they really uh, hit the heartstrings, I think, more in this movie than the last movie. And one thing I was very afraid of with this movie, right, is because with Marvel writing their female characters um, in the way that they have been outside of Miss Marvel and Black Widow, a lot of the time they are Mary Sue characters. In this movie, there was not a Mary, uh, Mary Sue character uh, created. Um, the way that they dealt with uh, Shuri and her, and her rise to becoming the Black Panther um, was actually very, very well done. This is one of the top examples of how you develop a female character in a movie. Instead of just saying, we have a female character, come watch our movie, you actually give the character challenges, emotional turmoil, um, and then by the end of the movie, they have a full character arc. So, Shuri, in the beginning of the movie, it, you know, relatively is what we kind of knew her to be, minus the fact that she's not as, uh, you know, quirky, because obviously she's dealing with the death of her brother. But, obviously, um, after her mother's death, um, and also having, um, her brother's death in the beginning of the movie, right, um, even though there's a, about a year time jump, she goes to a very dark place. And when she decides to uh, make the synthetic um, heart-shaped herb, which gives her the powers of the Black Panther, when she goes to the spiritual planes, she sees Killmonger instead of T'Challa or her mother. And this really goes to show how dark uh, Shuri's mind is. It was actually a huge surprise to me. I was not expecting Killmonger to appear in this movie. So that was a shock in and of itself, but it really showed the turmoil that Shuri had. And not to mention, when she goes to war with the Atlanteans, you also see uh, that she's going to war out of revenge. When she's fighting Namor, she's doing it out of revenge. But by the end of the movie, when her mother appears to her from the spiritual planes, she ends up sparing Namor and creating a alliance with him. So, there is a full character arc in this movie for Shuri, and the way that she becomes the Black Panther, like, in the beginning of the movie, she didn't believe in the spiritual plane, because she is a scientist, she's very much, um, based in science and logic, and of course, um, not only did she not believe in the spiritual, uh, realm, but, um, she didn't really believe in the Black Panther, really, and then... As the movie progressed and she created a heart-shaped herb and became the Black Panther and went to the spiritual realm, it all of these things changed her perception of how she believed and looked at everything, which I thought was very nice. And like I said, it's not like Shuri just was a badass from the beginning. No, she went through an emotional journey in this movie to where she, when she became the Black Panther, it felt very earned. And that's what I really liked about this movie. They didn't rush her character into becoming um, the Black Panther. Unlike, let's say, She-Hulk, right? She-Hulk really didn't earn her powers and didn't really earn this likability to her character. With Shuri, on the other hand, it was a very opposite effect where they took a, um, a good portion of the movie to develop her as a character um, and to even change the initial way that she uh, was going about her war with, um, you know, Namor's army and, and the uh, Atlanteans. I'm just going to call them the Atlanteans. I know that that's not the name of the city in, you know, the, the movie and whatnot. But at, at the end of the day, I'm just, I'm just going by this just to kind of keep it simpler on, on the terms, right? So, 
her, in the beginning, she wanted revenge on Namor, and then she, of course, uh, spared him. And it's really amazing to see that whole, um, tra you know, transformation of her character take place. Because when you watch She-Hulk from the beginning to the end, She-Hulk doesn't really change. She doesn't really develop as a character. And, you know, her, Captain Marvel are some of the few female characters that have come out as of recently where their characters are just not interesting. There's nothing to like about the characters because they're written in such a way where they're the best at everything and they have no flaws. But when you watch uh, somebody like Miss Marvel, you watch someone like Shuri, you watch someone um, like Black Widow... And, um, you know, Wasp and stuff, right? Like, you see their struggles as characters and, you know, areas that they have to improve upon themselves. But when you, um, you know, watch something, like I said, this Black Panther movie, where not only are they developing uh, the main character, Shuri, in the right way, they introduce a new character with Riri Williams, a.k.a. Ironheart. And in the comics, she was very much very much rushed into becoming the next Iron Man. In this movie, I really liked Riri Williams as a character. I thought she was funny. I thought she was very likable. Um, and sure, while she, um, did have a prototype Iron Man suit, like, middle of the movie, um, it wasn't like she was just, you know, had a fully suit created. She actually had a prototype. You could tell that she'd been working on everything for a while. And despite the... F because here's the difference, right? When you... Like, for instance, with She-Hulk, she gets the powers from the Hulk in the first episode relatively quickly on, and then she automatically can master her abilities, and she's so good at being the Hulk. It's very unrealistic, right? But when you look at someone like Riri Williams, where it's obvious that she's been working on creating this Iron or this Ironheart prototype suit, she's got the sketches up, you know, she's got, you know, all of her work in the, in the workshop laid out, right? You can tell, even though it happened off-screen, that there was character development, um, to, to her character prior to us meeting her, right? With She-Hulk, it's not like that when it comes to her becoming a superhero, so when she inevitably goes to Wakanda and creates her Ironheart suit mainly off-screen, you believe it because Riri Williams, in the beginning of the movie, when we saw her, she looked like a, a scrap junkyard, um, you know, kind of mechanic, um, but also it was very intelligent, right? So, ultimately, what's nice about her character is, even though a lot of her building happened off-screen, we actually feel like she earned it to a degree. And they didn't make Riri Williams overstay her character uh, either. This movie was very much focused on the main cast of the previous Black Panther movies, including, of course, yes, the main character, Shuri. As it should. But the way that they utilized Riri in this in this movie made a lot of sense. There was a device that was created through Riri Williams' designs that caused the Atlanteans to emerge, right? And in turn, that's what started the main conflict of the movie of the Atlanteans and Namor coming to ask Wakanda for help, them declining and even threatening to expose their existence to the world. And of course, they had to go get Riri Williams to protect her, she ends up going to the underwater city, then they escape out of there, and she got saved by Shuri's mother, the queen of Wakanda, and that is what led her into want, because in the beginning, when she first got to Wakanda, she wanted to go home, right, 
But then after um, the terrorist attack scene happens in, in Wakanda, and the Queen of Wakanda gives her life to save Riri Williams as if she was one of her own kids, she then decides to stay, build her Ironheart suit in Wakanda, and help the Wakandans fight off Namor's army. So, yes, everything that happens with Riri Williams in this movie feels earned. It feels like a natural character arc. Her decisions make complete sense in the context of what happens in this movie. So, that is one of the major things that I loved about this movie. Not only did they write their main female protagonist well, but every protagonist in this movie was written in a way that made sense uh, for the character, especially with the events that are taking place in the film. Now, this is a little bit less Black Panther related and a little bit more of a skeptical relation to the next Thunderbolts movie. Um, Valentina Fontaine is in this movie. And it seems like she's trying to get her hands upon um, vibranium weapons. So, the Thunderbolts movie might very much deal with the Thunderbolts going after vibranium weapons. And I have a feeling that the Thunderbolts movie will result in the Thunderbolts essentially having, like, a internal civil war with each other. Because it's made up of, like, half villains and half heroes. So... I definitely think that there could be a very interesting internal conflict there when it comes to the new Thunderbolts film. But that's my theory as to where they're going to go with the Thunderbolts is, you know, Vontaine wants to steal um, Vibranium and Wakandan weaponry. That's my my guess as to what they're going to do. Um, but we'll, of course, have to wait and see. But yes, they are setting up her character and her motives very interestingly. She, of course, was introduced in the Disney Plus shows, but it was a little bit more unclear as to what her motives are. Now, with that one line of her saying she's been dreaming of having the United States get their hands on Wakandan uh, vibranium weapons, it now makes sense as to potentially what the Thunderbolts is going to enact. And it also makes sense with Thaddeus Ross as to why he would want to get control of all these different superpowered weapons or people. So, it makes a lot of sense. 110%. So, with all of that in mind, um, I think that even can set up uh, Cap the next Captain America movie very well as well, because it looks like the U.S. Um, in these movies, there's like some sort of grandiose conspiracy going on within the government. So, of course, in the early days of Marvel, we had HYDRA, you know, infiltrate S.H.I.E.L.D., the U.S. government, and now it looks like there's another organization at play here that is trying to take over the United States government and manipulate certain uh, things going on behind the scenes, which I would not be very surprised about because, you know, that's just kind of how these Marvel movies go. Um, but ultimately, yes, um, this movie was very well written. I enjoyed Namor as a character. I enjoyed um, how they developed Shuri into the Black Panther. I enjoyed Riri Williams. I especially enjoyed Okoye um, and the Queen of Wakanda herself. Everybody put a great performance in in this movie. And I loved it from start to finish. Even at the moments where you could say it was quote-unquote boring, this movie was so beautiful in so many different ways. And like I said, I don't normally pray. I haven't been praising Marvel lately. It's been very harsh criticism on the fact that the CGI hasn't looked that great. There's a lot of criticism I've been giving on how they've been writing their stories and their characters. And this movie is... This movie feels like a prime day Marvel film. Great character development, great story, beautiful CGI. Like, this movie absolutely blew my expectations out of the water. Now, 
Before we get into the big bombshell in the mid-credit scene of this movie, I am going to give this movie a rating. I am going to rate Black Panther Wakanda Forever a fucking 8.5 out of 10. Now, the reason I'm not giving it a 9, and this is it's, it's a very small reason, the only reason I'm not going to give this movie a 9 is because... The Ironheart design looked a little too fake. Um, don't get me wrong, I like the design, but as you all know, if you look at Iron Man and his suits, and then you look at Ironheart's suit, Iron Man's suits looks like they actually exist in the real world. It's got rivets and divots to it, but the Ironheart suit, at least the um, the final version at the end of the movie, just looks a little too CGI. Um, so there were some scenes where the CGI was a little wonky, but it is nothing like these Disney Plus shows have been like. I mean, it's definitely great CGI. It's just there was a little bit of points where I just wasn't on board with it. And then also on the other half of that, I also want to say the colonizer joke is just a little cringe. Just a little. I get it. It's a joke. It's not really super serious. But also... Cringing is not what I want to be doing in your movie, but overall this movie was great. I mean, I have a few little nitpicks, but then again, um, I know somebody's going to say that's probably not really worth the reason of giving it an 8.5 out of 9. But guys, look, I personally like this movie better than the first Black Panther, um, and that's just simply due to the fact of how it was written. I think the due to the fact that this movie was so emotionally investing... And they wrote the characters very, very well. I think that that's ultimately what gave it this this leg up compared to the original. Um, I thought the first Black Panther was a very well done movie. I think I rated the original Black Panther an 8 out of 10. Um, but th the reason this movie is 10 times better is, number one, I think the villain in this movie... Like, the villain in the last movie made sense. But the villain in this movie, for some reason, caught my attention more. Namor just... It really hit on a different level. There's a lot of different things going on in this movie that set up other stuff in the MCU while also being um, very con uh, contained and focused on this film and developing its plot and its characters. And that's another thing I gotta say. This movie, in my opinion, dealt with its characters better than the first Black Panther movie, right? The first Black Panther movie did a great job with T'Challa, but I think with everybody else surrounding him as characters, there wasn't as much for them to do. Like, Shuri kind of just made quippy jokes, made the inventions, and that's really all Shuri did. And then, um, on the flip side of that, um, you know, Killmonger kind of, you know, was a villain where you understood his motivations, but also at the same time, he just, it just kind of seemed a little over the top. And also, with that last uh, Black Panther movie, the villain did not feel like as much of a threat as Namor did. I mean, Namor literally had was fucking flying in the air, fucking punching people through walls and shit. Um, and on top of that, you know, he had a fucking whole nation to fight in a war, right? Um, so it's a little bit different than what the first movie brought to the table, so, of course, I think that this movie is slightly better than the original by 0.5 points, but that's because this movie improved upon some things. I know not everyone's going to agree with me, but I, if, if you want me to be real with you guys here, I think Black Panther Wakanda Forever deserved the hype and the praise that the first movie got. Um, because this movie, in my opinion, did what the first movie did, but it improved upon the things that it needed to. Um... You know, I think that they, um, 
did an amazing tribute to Chadwick Boseman. And now we have to talk about that mid-credits scene because that also leads into this. We find out that um, T'Challa had a son with, I believe her name is Nokia or Nakia. She and T'Challa had a son. And she has been raising T'Challa's son in uh, Haiti. And at the, in the mid-credits scene, Shuri gets to meet T'Challa's son for the first time. And funny enough, he is, his name is T'Challa. Or Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Challa. So now, they've set up, yes, another Black Panther down the road, and it is T'Challa's biological son. And I am telling you guys, I shed a few tears. I'm not gonna lie. Shed, I shed a few tears when I saw this because I was like, they really did that. That is actually the most heartwarming feeling because you gotta remember, Shuri in this movie not only lost her brother, she lost her mother, and her dad's already been dead since Civil War. Now she has someone else in her family that is blood connected to her. Which I, that's one of the reasons that I think that I shed a tear. Because not only is it beautiful to know that T'Challa had a son that's going to carry on the Black Panther legacy down the road in, in Marvel. But also the fact that Shuri, yes, that Shuri is not actually as alone as we thought by the end of this film. And to me, that was beautiful. Th this movie absolutely made my heart feel so many emotions. And that's a great thing because that's when you know you made a good piece of art. Is when you're able to make people around you actually feel for the characters and love it. This is the first Marvel movie that I've actually been happy to watch. And I walked away from the experience wanting more, right? More Marvel, more Marvel. This is one of those movies that actually makes me want more MCU content. Because let me tell you guys... Phase 4 has been very, very sad. Outside of Spider-Man, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Moon Knight for me personally, and of course the Werewolf by Night special, I haven't really been a huge fan of Phase 4. I did like Shang-Chi, and Shang-Chi, you know, I set up some interesting plot points going forward. However, I definitely think Black Panther Wakanda Forever, um is one of the best movies of Phase 4 by, by far none. I still think Spider-Man No Way Home is the best one. I mean, number one, I'm a Spider-Man fan, so I'm kind of biased. Number two, it brought back all my childhood villains and everything. Like, I was flipping shit. But this movie is by far the second best Phase 4 movie. And I highly recommend you guys watch this on Disney Plus right now. It is a long movie. It's almost a three-hour long movie, but guys, I thought it was great. I thought this movie was absolutely fantastic. So, do yourself a favor, watch this movie. But thank you very much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you all enjoyed the podcast. I haven't done a review in a while. I'm trying to make my reviews a lot more streamlined in the sense that, like, I just kind of do a summary of the movie, talk about my feelings on certain things in the movie, and then, of course, give it a grade, talk about the post and credits, what it's setting up for the future, and that's kind of how I want to do my reviews from now on, because I don't have anyone to talk to about these movies with on podcasts on a consistent basis, but I can definitely do discussions with people about movies, um, it's just I have to plan that stuff out in advance, but as of right now, I just don't have anyone to, so I hope you all can understand that, but... 
yeah, finally watched it. That's my thoughts on it. Let me all know what you guys think about the movie when you see it. Did you like it as much as me? Did you think it was worse than what I'm saying it is? Personally, guys, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I That's three hours of my life that I feel like I spent very uh, good time on watch, watching this movie. So, yeah. But um, thank you very much for listening. Hope you all enjoyed. And I'll catch you all in the next one.